Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Pat Price Tech Talk Training Room. I'm Larry Gassman, and tonight we talk about NVDA. And we're back once again with Quentin Christensen, who is the training and support manager with NVDA, and he joins us from Victoria, Australia. And uh, Quentin, thanks so much for coming back. It's been a little while, and we're looking forward to hearing all about NVDA. And thanks so much for joining us on Tech Talk. My pleasure, Larry. Thank you for having me. Good evening, everybody. Yep. So I'll just recap for those who might not be familiar with NVDA. So it is a screen reader for Windows, Microsoft Windows. Uh, the big difference with NVDA compared to some of the other ones you might be thinking of is that it is completely free for everybody to use, uh, including at home or work or school or anywhere. Um, so Michael Curran and Jamie Tay started development of this back in 2006, uh, specifically with the, the plan of developing something that was free, knowing that traditional screen readers were out of reach uh, of many people around the world. So uh, it's only grown and grown since then. Uh, so it works on Microsoft Windows, any version from Windows 7 or later, uh, including you know the latest insider builds of Windows 11 uh, and everything like that. It we've got uh, well, we conservatively say we've got over 200,000 users now in uh, over 175 countries, uh, translated into over 55 languages, um, and that's that's always growing. Um, it is open source, so. As well as being free to use, it means that anyone can contribute to it. If you've uh, if you've got the skills with coding, you can write code for the project, or you can write add-ons. Uh, you can help fix bugs or identify bugs, uh, and all those sorts of things. Um, being open source also means that uh, we're not likely to go anywhere anytime soon. So. Um, I know we sometimes get asked that. It means that, uh, you know, even if myself and Mick and everybody all packed up and left, which we're not about to do, but if we did, uh, there are plenty of other people who could pick up the source code and the source code's all there to pick up. Um, we actually are a charity, a registered charity in Australia. So that means we're also backed by a board of directors um, who oversee the organization and ensure that everything continues on smoothly as well. So we've got that behind us as well. Um, a couple of the other advantages of NVDA are that uh, there's no license issues. Uh, you don't need to worry about, you know, transferring licenses if you're moving computers or anything like that. Um, if you've got an organization of 10,000 people and you want to put NVDA in your standard operating environment, you can do that. Um, and we'll happily help you with that if you need. Um, uh, we are a charity, so we accept donations. Um, we work with companies. So people ask us, how, how do we make money uh, since we don't sell the software? We work with companies like Google, Microsoft, uh, Adobe, Mozilla, um, and we give them our expertise uh, in accessibility and in return, that they help continue to fund 
the uh, the product and continue to make it free because they believe in what we're doing as well. Uh, we also sell telephone support and training material, and we have a certification program as well that you can sit uh, basically an online exam uh, that you can sit and uh, purchase the certif the, the, sorry purchase the certificate for that as well. Um, let's have a look. What else can I tell you? Um, so for those who are familiar with other screen readers, NVDA works broadly similarly. It will follow along as you navigate around the computer. If you press the Windows key and open the Start menu, it'll read that. If you get an email, it will notify you of that. Uh, there are commands that a lot of which work similarly to other screen readers. You can uh, you can tell it to read everything that's you know from this point onwards, or the current line, or the title of the window, all those sorts of things. Uh, for those with low vision um, or who, who use some magnification or still read the screen, uh, NVDA will work well with the mouse. So you can hover the mouse over things and have it read to you. We've also added um, a year or so ago now, we added uh, a focus highlight that will put a border around the current object and uh, and, and show that to you. Um, we work with pretty much all of the major synthesizers. Um, and so I know one of the things that people coming from certain other screen readers like is eloquence. And uh, pleased to let you know that, yeah, NVDA does work with eloquence. It won't work with your copy from JAWS. Um, eloquence, uh, nuance who own Eloquence are quite specific around how they distribute that. So you basically need to purchase a license for every particular use of it. Uh, there's not much we can do around that, um, but you can purchase a license for it with NVDA. You actually can also buy a SAPI 5 version of it, and that will get you around a little bit because you can use that with other applications as well. Uh, continuously adding to the number of Braille displays that NVDA works with and the number of Braille tables that we support. Um, I know we've added just a handful in the latest version of NVDA and I'll, I'll come to the new features in a little while. Um, let's see, what else have we got? Um, OCR. Optical character recognition is something that NVDA can do. It does only work with what's visible on screen. So if you've got a PDF file that's inaccessible or a meme on Facebook or something like that, you can ask NVDA to read it out to you and it will analyze the text that it can see in there and, uh, and, and read that for you. Um, it won't, one thing we often get asked with OCR is it won't scan documents off, say, a flatbed scanner uh, and process those for you. Although if you've got a flatbed scanner, you've almost certainly got some software that's come with it that will at least pull that onto the computer for you. Um, I appreciate people would like it to be a little bit 
smoother and 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 one touch process and yeah that's certainly something we're looking at um, for future um, add-ons are a big part of the nvda ecosystem um, so similar to well jaws scripts uh, add-ons can provide extra functionality to nvda uh, or they can make something work slightly differently um, or just add something that is help is helpful like there's a weather one for instance um, we've got a site of official add-ons uh, and there are a couple of other sites the spanish community have put together a big site of add-ons uh, that are compatible and and noting which versions of nvda they're compatible with um, so i'll probably touch on that now as well that I know I know probably one of the questions we'll get one thing that uh, does upset people is when we break compatibility with add-ons uh, so yep admit that and uh, we try and do that as infrequently as possible so if we're going to do it it will be the first release of the year so 2022.1 2023.1 2024.1 we try not to do it more than we need to. And we also try and communicate um, quite openly and, and frequently with the add-on developers to ensure that they're aware of what's coming up. Um, and we're also working on a few more things to improve that uh, so that we don't necessarily have to regularly break compatibility with, with things like that, because I know that upsets people. Um, Let's have a look. So we've actually, I can uh, I can give you some breaking news from about half an hour ago. NVDA 2022.3.1 has just come out. Um, so I was coming on here this evening to tell you about NVDA 2022.3, but I can, uh, I can, yeah, I even update that now to 2022.3.1. Um, so some of the updates that we've got in 2022.3 uh, we've done quite a bit of work on the command prompt um, and powershell windows subsystem for linux uh, and those sort of those sort of areas um, with improving support and making everything work at that little bit smoother for those of you who use those features and a lot of that actually came from uh, Bill Dengler, and uh, if you've been following our in-process blog, you might remember Bill was our intern in 2019 in the Google Summer of Code project. Uh, the Google Summer of Code is a project that Google run each year to pair up-and-coming developers with open source projects, uh, not just accessibility related, but uh, but we we were certainly we've certainly been involved in that, and he was our intern for that, and this was part of his work with that. So that's finally matured some more and come to fruition, which is really exciting. Um, a few other things that we've included in the latest version of NVDA are we can uh, you can now set NVDA to read character descriptions after a small delay. So if you're arrowing through a word and you want NVDA to read it, 
you can uh, you can set that and it will read instead of just reading T H E, it will read T Tango H Hotel E Echo. Uh, so it can give you that that extra clarity of what those letters are. Um, one which is helpful for our Braille users, the option to scroll the Braille display without interrupting speech. Um, and this will be particularly useful for those with the uh, the smaller displays where you might not fit a full line of text onto a on, onto the display at once. You can now scroll that without interrupting what NVDA is currently reading. Uh, another one that fits into the uh, the really helpful pile: uh, Adobe Acrobat, Adobe Reader, sixty four bit. Uh, we fixed some crashes in there. So that should no longer crash for you and you can read PDF files again, uh, which is a good thing. We've also updated eSpeak. Um, so we use a couple of dependencies in NVDA um, from other projects. So eSpeak is one of the synthesizers that NVDA is compatible with and it comes with NVDA. Um, it is another open source project that's developed by another group and we regularly um, contribute to that and work with them. Uh, one of the fixes that we included, which I thought I'd mention because we had a couple of comments on it, was we've updated eSpeak and one of the things they've fixed is there was a slight bug in between speech rate 99 and 100%, uh, which meant that 100 was actually slightly slower. Um, we fixed that, but for people working on that at 100%, it now sounds slightly differently. Um, so you might need to tweak that if that's what you're doing. One suggestion has been to turn rate boost on and set the speech rate to 19 rather than, uh, rather than a hundred. So rate boost is a feature that basically speeds up the, um, the speech quite dramatically. So about two or three times. And so yeah, speech rate 19 at, uh, with rate boost on is similar to speech rate 100 with rate boost off, which gives you an idea of how much faster it is. Um, I think last time I came on here, one of the things we just added was adding speech rate for Windows One Core voices. Uh, so that's certainly available for those two synthesizers at least. Um, this year, you might've noticed we've actually had a few security releases, uh, point releases. So this 2022.3.1, which came out today, uh, is one of those. Uh, and it fixes a couple of, say, minor sort of, but um, perhaps, you know, hard to trigger, you know, they're, they're issues that aren't going to be triggered by everybody in every situation, but ones that we wanted to fix. Um, so we had a few with 2022.2, and a few of those were related to what you could do on the lock screen and sometimes being able to access things that you perhaps might not have wanted accessed on the lock screen. Um, and this is another one of those. So it's, it, it's, um, encouraged people to look at at some of those things and just tidy up some of some of those things so we apologize for the 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 larger than usual amount of releases but they are for good reason um, even though most of them will be hard to trigger in general use so this one I think you needed to 
access the or you could access the Python console uh, in certain situations, which again uh, a lot of users won't necessarily use or even know how to use, and that's yeah, just something we tweaked and fixed up. Um, some of the other improvements that we've had uh, this year have been we've added some more table navigation commands. So Control Alt Home end page up page down to move to the edges of the table as well as being able to use control alt arrows just to move one cell at a time um, so that will be helpful um, there are many fixes for java applications we added earlier in the year so uh, people who use those applications will will find that very beneficial um, uia in office is something that we've we've worked a lot on this year. So UIA um, is um, a newer way that Microsoft have developed to get screen readers the information that we need to tell you that this font is bold and it's size 17 Arial and it's green text on a purple background. Um, all of that sort of stuff is is yeah, we get that through the different ways that uh, programs can tell us it. Uh, UIA is a newer one. We used to use iAccessible 2 for a lot of this information. UIA has the advantage of being a lot faster in a lot of situations. Uh, so you'll notice performance improvements, particularly in, in Word, for instance. Um, we've now moved to make UIA the default way of accessing information in Word on Windows 11 at least. Um, and the reason that we've slowly been doing that is that even though it's better, it's taken a little while for Microsoft to add all of the features in. So, um, so we haven't wanted to change that until we were confident that it was a better experience for everybody. Um, so I know I was looking at an issue this morning, for instance, with accessing headers in Excel, uh, which works fine generally. Um, but if you set, we've got an advanced option, and if you set the advanced option to use UIA in Excel, uh, it causes issues with headers, which is problematic, even though accessing a lot of other things is a lot faster. So we will work on that. Microsoft will, will improve that, and then we'll eventually make that the default once all of those things like that are ironed out and improved. Uh, let's see. We've got, so we're, we're also uh, about to release another beta for 2022.4, which is coming out later in the year. And um, there's a few new exciting things in 2022.4, which are coming up. Uh, one of which I've been heavily involved in is we've created a quick start guide. Uh, so essentially, it's what you might envisage from the name. It's basically a, a guide to, to help get you started with using NVDA as a new user. So how to do some of the basic things and, and where to find other information. The, the user guide itself is uh, very helpful and contains you know, all of the information about how to do everything with NVDA, just about, but 
not necessarily as easy to use for a brand new user. It's great if you remember, I know I need to do this with object navigation, but I can't remember what the key to access the next object is. That you can find fairly easily in the user guide, but not quite so much what is object navigation and, and, and how do I use it and get my head around it as a new user. Um, that, I've gone off track, that actually you know, isn't covered in the, the quick start guide because it is a fairly advanced thing. That is more covered in our uh, training material. Um, and I think I, I talked a bit more about our training material last time I was here, but basically it's uh, a suite of modules that we've developed that you can purchase from our online shop. Um, and they are $32 Australian for the uh, for the electronic material. And thanks to our rather poor exchange rate at the moment, that works out to something like $20 US. So uh, they're quite good value at the moment. Um, and we've got modules for basic training for NVDA is the main one. So the quick start guide in the user guide uh, doesn't entirely replace the basic training. Uh, but it's certainly a, a good lead-in to it. Um, so it covers a lot of those basic things. And then the basic training for NVDA, despite the name, does actually cover a lot more of those advanced things like object navigation um, and configuration profiles um, and in-depth getting around the web and things like that. Uh, we've also got training modules on... Uh, Microsoft Office, so Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and Outlook at the moment, uh, and uh, and then leading on from their basic training, we've got the certification exam. Um, so it's certainly not a prerequisite to have done the training material, but it does help. Um, and I was going through going through the 2022.4 features. So we got the quick start guide. I'm excited about that. Uh, there are also a number of new commands that we've added. So things like you can check the keyboard shortcut of the current focus. Uh, you can move the review cursor by page. Uh, you could say all in table row or column. Uh, that is a handy one uh, for things like um, yeah, reading tables, reading Excel, for instance, is helpful because sale itself doesn't otherwise work in Excel. Um, the carrot uh, and the view should now properly focus sale in, oh, sorry, follow sale in more programs. So we, we fixed uh, in Word a little while ago, we fixed when you did sale, it should now in Word, it will now scroll the view. So if you're also using magnification, it should follow while you're reading. Um, the carrot should now properly follow sale in more programs. Uh, as I mentioned before, we've updated eSpeak and LibLouie. LibLouie is where we get a lot of our Braille information from. Uh, so we've updated that and there's a lot more, a lot of new Braille tables coming. Um, and We've also improved things, uh, just a few random things like using NVDA on computers with multiple monitors. It's more DPI aware. So for those uh, using the mouse, uh, if you hover over something on a second monitor, it will now 
correctly read that. Um, that is all coming up in 2022.4, with which you can get a beta of uh, now, and there'll be a new beta very shortly for that. Let's have a look. What else did I have to say? Um, we've got, I, I mentioned briefly before our in-process blog. Um, so we do post a blog, usually fortnightly. Uh, I'm going to put one out this week with news information, uh, tips and tricks. So I'm just looking at our post from the 6th of October was the last one that we that we did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, obviously, the, the bulk of the information in that edition was around 2022.3, which had just come out then. Um, and a bit about Bill Dengler I mentioned earlier and uh, more in-depth information on Windows console support. Uh, so I mentioned that as being one of the updates to 2022.3. Uh, so there's some more there and some on the character descriptions and also just uh, reading in general as well. So we try and put a bit of information and a few tips and things in our, in our blog. Um, and you can catch up with that on the website each week, or each fortnight even. Often I know that screen readers always battle when Microsoft or another group decides to change something or build something or do something, uh, how much advance warning do you get when they're they're about to do something or change something that might impact what NVDA does? Yeah, good question. Um, it's it's one of those things where sometimes we get quite a bit of, inf of advanced warning and, and sometimes we find out the same day it breaks, just like you do. Um, Microsoft are, are pretty good. We have a good relationship with them. And obviously they've got things like their insider programs. So uh, we keep an eye on what is coming up in future builds of Windows before they go out to everybody. So um, I've just got, actually on my main computer, I've just got the Windows 11 22H2 uh, update, uh, but we've had access to that through the insider builds and, and things for, for quite some time now, just as anyone can subscribe to those, actually, if you're interested. Um, they don't recommend doing it on your main computer, but if you are into testing out new features and software, you can, you can do that. Uh, and we definitely have a good relationship with them to provide feedback on things like that. And uh, yeah, often they're very responsive, particularly if we tell them, no, you've really broken something here that's not going to work at all. Uh, then they're usually quite good at, at addressing that. And sometimes we'll, we'll also put in place workarounds to different things. Um, then there are, you know, other things because obviously Microsoft is just one company Um uh, I know one of the ones that uh, is probably front of mind of everyone when when you think of things suddenly breaking is things like Facebook. And uh, yeah, I can't help you with that much more than anybody else. They just change things as they do. Um, and, but having said that, we, we do try and uh, work with um, a lot of different companies. If you come and report to me that something's broken in Slack 
and I've changed it this week and it doesn't work uh, or Zoom or something like that, then I am happy to go to that company and, and, and say, hey, look, we're getting reports of this not working. Can you uh, work with us here? And, and quite often they, they will. Yeah, okay. It looks like Mitchell's first. Hey, Quentin. Good job, as always. I have a suggestion. Have you thought about putting a sound card swap as an NVDA feature? So you can switch between multiple sound cards and sources? Audio now. Yep. Um, you can change the output device from NVDA's synthesizer dialogue. So NVDA control S will pull that up. Um, and the first option in that screen is the, the synthesizer. So you can choose eSpeak, Windows One Core, Eloquence, Acapella, whatever else you happen to have. Um, but the second option on there is the, uh, the output device. So you can uh, send your output to um, Windows Sound Mapper is the default one that, that will just go to wherever Windows wants to send it um, and usually works fine. Uh, but if you've got a specific one you want to send it to, that's, that's where you would choose that. Okay, next is uh, Teo Eng. Okay, uh, hi. Hi, uh, Kingston. Okay, uh, just to ask you, because currently I'm on uh, MPDA 22.14 Beta uh, 1. Okay, uh, just want to ask you, earlier on you did mention, earlier on you did mention about the uh, CR for, for rows and columns. So uh, what my understanding this is applicable if you are using uh, Excel uh, Excel spreadsheet. Am I right? I think I missed the first part of the question there. So oh, if okay. you're using Excel. I mean, yes, on uh, Excel uh, spreadsheet. So because I'm, I'm on this so-called MBDA, uh, MBDA 22.4. So, uh, on this on this uh, 22 point uh, point four, 20, 22.4 uh, uh, that is you have this new feature on the C or for rows and columns is this is this also if i'm using a self spreadsheet can i use this command as well ah uh, okay yeah the uh say all in the column or say all in the the row um Yes, I, I'm sure that worked when I tried it. I, I'm pretty sure it, it, it does work. Um, it, I don't have it in front of me, and I can't remember whether it's one of the ones that has a command or not. So we have a number of commands in NVDA, and sometimes we'll add new ones that may not have a keystroke. Um, so I know when we introduced Screen Curtain, um, a couple of years ago, for instance, we so so you can have your screen completely blank. Um, uh, yes, yes, yes. We we didn't add a shortcut key for that at first. We we added the ability to have one, but we didn't assign one. Um, in hindsight, we perhaps could have, probably should have, uh, because it's something that that a lot of people want. But we we didn't, and you can assign that in. NVDA's input gestures dialog. Um, you can add new gestures for things that don't have one or any other NVDA command there. And, and gestures can be uh, 
keyboard shortcuts. They can be swipe gestures or you know touch gestures on a touch screen. They can be uh, keys, buttons, other things on your Braille display uh, or a combination um, of those. And uh, so where I was going with that was the say all. I can't remember whether that has a, a keystroke by default or I, okay, whether you need to add one. Uh, okay, because when I read the what's new, uh, I think they uh, you did uh, they did put in a, a, a command key for this say all, and it's quite uh, uh you need to press insert con ins uh that is uh, the MBDA control alternate there. I think there is a pitch down pitch uh pitch up pitch down, and then this one is on arrow right and arrow left. If I'm not wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. Just when I click the about snooze. So I think if you can make this much more simple, you don't need to press too many keys at one go. That would be a very great help. That's right. Yes. So I just looking at it now as well. I've just pulled it up. So say all in column, uh NVDA control alt down arrow. Yes, um yes. is yeah, and and I appreciate that's four keys, which is um a handful um to to access and and certainly for a lot of people um and that is yeah probably a good example where uh, there is a keystroke there but you can go into nvda's input gestures and change that to something uh easier to access if it's a command that you'll use that you will have difficulty with that default one okay. yeah so well, yeah any of nvda's commands okay would this be, uh, be made on to the so-called nvda uh, add-ons or this all common? Um, no, that, that is going to be part of NVDA itself. So once NVDA, well, with the beta now, but you know, once NVDA 2022.4 mm. comes out, um, mm. anyone running that version or later will be able to press, by default, NVDA control alt down arrow for sale in the current column. Oh, okay. Then, okay, uh, one more. You were talking about the 2022. 0.3.1 is the uh, yep. security patch. Is this also available on the beta version of 2022.4? Yes. So that is why um, we put out that security patch today, 2022.3.1. Uh, mm -hmm. And very shortly, uh, if it's not out already while well, I've been talking, very shortly there will be 2022.4 uh, beta 2. Um, which may or may not include anything else, but at least will include that security patch as well. Yeah. Okay, thank you, sir. No, that's okay. And it, it does get a little bit confusing, particularly if we're doing what we're doing now, releasing a, a security patch in the middle of that, that beta period. And I know it also doesn't help that a lot of synthesizers read those point release numbers of ours uh, instead of 2022.3.1, they'll read it as March 1, 2022. Uh, so apologies for that. Um, I have to see if we can do something about that. Okay, Bobby is next. Narrator has some brand new voices, brand spanking new voices. So the voices are Jenny, Guy, and Aria. And I'd like to know if there's any possibility they will be included in NVDA as well as, you know, all the one core voices that were new at one point and 
you know, we got Mark, Zira, David, but can we add those three as well? Or that's completely out of the question or that's a never? Uh, good question. Um, so, yeah, as, as Bobby said, Microsoft have, have recently released an update to Narrator, which includes uh, some newer, uh, more natural sounding voices. Um, at this stage, they haven't released the, the API um, to all of us to be able to access them. So we can't use them in NVDA yet. But uh, just like you, we are hopeful that they will make that available and we'll be able to use it. So uh, I recall when the one core voices first came out, I don't think we had access to those immediately either. Uh, and it just took a little while and then uh, then we we got them. And so I'm hopeful that we'll that we'll get these. Um, I'm I don't believe they've they've said no. Um, they they just hadn't made them openly available yet. So yeah, I'm hopeful that they'll be available. Uh, but I can't give you a timeline. Okay, if they did that, like what um, what would they be under if they did that, the one core? Uh, I'm not sure they might be under one core or they might get their own new synthesizer entry in the uh, synthesizer dialogue, but uh, absolutely once, as and when that happens, we will be sure to publicize it widely and, and let people know in our blog, uh, in on our social media um, and uh, and and yeah it's it, and and just to preempt probably the next question I'm not sure whether that would be something that would be just automatically available in perhaps a particular build of Windows or whether it would need some work from us and so it would be in a particular build of NVDA um, but yeah as and when I know more we will be sure to share it because we know a lot of people are waiting for that. Okay, Tracy is next. I'm from Toronto, Canada, and um, I I use uh, LibreOffice, and I noticed that there's been big improvements, um, which is good. Have you been working with them for that, for accessibility? We have actually, yes. We had um, for a long time. We we had trouble trying to uh, get hold of somebody in the LibreOffice community who was interested in in working on on accessibility or or, or available and, and free to work with us on it. Uh, but we did have some interest from a, a, a few people. Um, when was it? A year? It must have been a year ago now. Uh, and they have been doing great work. Um, both on LibreOffice and also with, you know, submitting things to us to work on as well. So um, yeah, I'm I'm glad that you are noticing the changes and appreciating that. Yeah, and the other is um, I find with PDFs a lot of times I have better result with Foxit than I do with having. I didn't have a paid account of the um, the other one you talked about. It's not coming to my head. Um, Adobe. P yes, Adobe. I find that yep. Foxit I'm having better results. Yeah, I know. I know we had uh, we've had quite a few people who've been been using Foxit, uh, and also the PDF readers in the browsers, Chrome and, and Firefox, have come a long way as well oh, recently. Um, it's and it's probably one of those those situations where just like categorically recommending Chrome or Firefox or Edge. Mm. Um, it, 
it actually probably does pay to have a couple of different options on hand because some things just work better in one than the other. Yeah, it depends on where your PDFs come from. Yep. Yep. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, Carla is next. Well, the one that's really easy, and that is what format is your training material in? Is it um, MP3 or? Yep. So the training material, um, we've got all of the modules available electronically. And what that comes as is basically a zip file that includes Microsoft Word, uh, a web HTML, like a web page, um, EPUB, ebook, and Kindle KFX formats. Uh, they're all identical, so you can use whichever one you prefer. Uh, that is the, the electronic material. The basic training for NVDA also comes in um, human read MP3 audio, uh, DAISY MP3 audio. So you can either use that as DAISY or you can just pull out the MP3 files and play those in pretty much anything. Um, it's not you know encoded or anything like that. You just play them in order. Um, and it also comes as hard copy Braille um as another option that you can get the material in oh thank you very much and then i was wondering and by the way this is a super presentation i really am enjoying it and thank I'm, you i'm thinking about getting um, you know nvdas as another screen reader um but i was also wondering if you have the foreign language and the thing is that i'm i, I work in multiple languages and uh, the foreign language support for the the shortcut characters like if you have a control and you know control tilde and then you write that and then you write an n you've got an n with a tilde on it and things like that is i don't know if that's nvda related or it works in jaws but i don't know if it's a word thing or if you if you support that or not um i think a lot of that is based on the language and the keyboard settings you've got in in windows i must admit i don't need to type too many of those characters too often i know last time i set up my keyboard in i think it was swedish or something i was i was testing something in um it it had options for doing doing that uh so that might be a keyboard thing if it isn't and you're struggling with it then definitely do let us know um info at nvaccess.org is our main email address, by the way. Um, okay. Info at nvaccess.org. Okay. And then the other question, and I'll shut up. It was, it's hopefully a quick one, but um, I was wondering if <clears throat> I had read today somewhere that Firefox had a way of turning off style sheets, which makes it easier to access some, um, you know, to get by all the inaccessible junk on websites. Is there anything like that in NVDA? Because I'm having an awful time with some shopping websites that I use for grocery shopping. And then I'll, I'll let you go and thank you for everything. I mean, I'll, I'll hang up. You know what I mean? Indeed. Indeed. Um, there's, so let's see, with NVDA, Similar to with JAWS, uh, you can use uh, quick navigation keys to jump to, you know, headings, form fields, checkboxes, any element just about. Um, so you can do that. Um, there are a couple of add-ons. There's uh, text nav is is one that I know um, 
popped into my head then that that can be useful for some of those things to jump past all of the um, extra information to to some of the, the key things. Um, I haven't, and obviously that's going to be particular to whichever shopping site you're you're using. But um, yeah, there, there's sometimes some of those add-ons can help. Um, uh, and of course, just jumping back to one point that you made earlier about, about considering using NVDA, um, it's completely free to use. So even if you are quite happy using another screen reader, then uh, you're, there's nothing to lose by downloading it. You're quite welcome to do that and have it coexisting on your computer. Obviously, the the main thing I would I would say, as anyone else would, is don't have them both actually speaking at once, um, yeah, but but they do do coexist quite happily as long as you turn one off before starting the other. Okay, let's go to Jeannie now. All of a sudden, you know, when I read my email, it's um, NVA is reading like instead of I can't go, it would be I can tick go, you know. So it reads the tick, you know, which is an apostrophe, and it says bang, you know, for an exclamation mark. Is there any way if I'm just reading an email that I can, you know, just have it read like I can't go, you know, instead of I can tick T go bang, you know, or something like that. Is there, you know, is there a settings option in NVDA? Uh, good question. Somebody else asked me a, a, a similar question all recently. Of a sudden, so before and all of a sudden it started doing that. There's um, so that there are punctuation settings in NVDA. So NVDA P will will uh, change those, uh, and that's the main one I can think of that would then suddenly start reading, you know, every character like that out. Um, I can't think of a change that we've made to anything that should should do that but try try the punctuation settings first um i know another question that we get asked sometimes uh, related to that uh is is around the wording of things like tick and bang uh for those punctuation symbols that people might not be as familiar with in in day-to-day -day usage um my understanding is that they're pretty much historical um and, and they weren't actually screen reader related at first. They were just short words that uh, that could be used for those those symbols. Uh, but in NVDA's symbol pronunciation dialogue, you can uh, you can change those if you wanted to read exclamation mark or quote. Uh, you can you can change those. But certainly in terms of having it read out in the middle of of words like that, it would normally be the punctuation settings you might have accidentally changed or something's got changed there. Yeah, so how do you get how do you get to settings in NVDA? Because I tried Alt-N and it just got me to NVDA and I couldn't go anywhere. What do you have to do to get into the settings? Yep, sure. So for the punctuation settings, uh, NVDA P will change that oh, on okay. the fly without needing to go into anything. But NVDA N will, as you've got to open the NVDA menu. Right, okay. The first option there is preferences, and the first option in preferences is settings. Okay, okay, I'll try that. All right, thank you. No, you're welcome, thank you. 
Has there been any thought to uh, perhaps starting like a dictionary manager to fix issues like that? There, uh, so there are there are speech dictionaries in NVDA. Um, so you can. That's more for if NVDA wasn't reading a particular word correctly. Um, Actually, actually, one one example early on I remember was it wouldn't read NVDA itself. It would read NVDA and try and try and read it as a word. Um, we fixed that internally, but uh, what you could have done in a situation like that is in NVDA's speech dictionary, you can put in the word or the the text that it's not reading correctly, and then how you want it read. Um, so you can can certainly do that for um, what Jenny was asking about there the the symbol pronunciation. If it's just one character, uh, one one symbol, uh, whether it's the exclamation mark or tick or bang um, or any of the others, you can uh, in NVDA's symbol pronunciation you can you can tell it what you want that read as uh and also with symbols the other distinction there is whether you want it sent to the synthesizer so the main thing with that is things like the full stop for instance or dot or point or whatever it's called in different situations um if you send that to the synthesizer, the synthesizer goes, ah, that's a full stop. That's the end of a sentence. I'm going to pause. And uh, so that is why you would send that to the synthesizer. But if you didn't want that pause, you could tell it not to. And then you would just get the, the full stop or not and no pause in that case. It looks like Marna just stuck her hand up. Okay. So, Quentin, I've got a weird thing um, with Outlook. And it's one one email message that I get. And it's from, it's a company called Chirp Audiobooks. And it's kind of like Audible and they do books and you can buy them and you play them on their site, which is compatible with everything in God's creation. Uh, if you read the message in JAWS, you will start reading the message and you'll go down line by line and everything's fine. If you do it in NVDA, you hear blank 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 and eventually it will get to the you know it will get to the part of the message and you'll read it and then you'll hear blank 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 and then you get to the next part it's weird i don't know why it's doing it i just don't know why but it's weird no we get asked that uh well i have been asked that before certainly um it's can happen for various reasons. Um, I know people tend to, companies tend to format uh, their newsletters and things like that uh, using all kinds of weird and wonderful tricks. Um, technically, one of the, the main reasons why it reads differently in Outlook compared to, say, on the web is that Outlook actually displays that, that message as essentially a, a, a mini Word document. And so we treat it like a Word document, which has traditionally meant that some of those things like tables have yeah. been read as they would in Word rather than on the web, which tends to be 
annoying. We fixed a lot of issues with tables uh, a year or so ago. Um, but with with the blank lines, uh, we have got an issue for uh, how to address that. Um, in the meantime, the two options I can think of to address that are if you read with sale rather than down arrow, so NVDA down arrow or NVDA A if you're using laptop yeah. keyboard layout, yeah. um, it will just automatically skip past those those oh, blank yeah. lines. Um, and yeah, again, um, that yeah, because that was like the text nav one. It's, it's not on the web. It's Outlook. You know, it's you know, mm. three at Microsoft three sixty five. Um, and but like I say, Jaws doesn't read the blank lines. Just goes you know from one line to another. But NVDA will read it. Will read the blank lines. So mm -hmm. it could be. So I'll do that. Just NVDA down arrow or um, or NVDA. Just say do us like a you know like a say all and and see what she does. And and yes. see if you can get around because it you know I'm thinking okay let me play and I try to play with both screen readers because um, I have I'm besides using technology I'm kind of teaching it on a little bit of a part, limited basis and I have one student right now who is doing NVDA so you know I'm thinking okay I got to do both I really should know both and I think you know way back. Um, way back in the days of GW Micro, Clarence Waller used to always say, you need to have more than one screen reader on your computer because when you run into trouble with something, you know, try it with another screen reader. One screen reader will have problems with something and the other screen reader won't and then vice versa. So it's always good to have more than one, you know, more than one screen reader in your, in your toolbox. So, sure. um, you know, doing it. The other question is, um, I have... Um, basic training for NVDA, but I got it about, oh, maybe four years ago, five years mm -hmm. ago. Is there a newer version now that I should be getting? There is a newer version. Um, if you if you went through basic training and you you, you followed the module you know, yeah. back then, um, if you've been following along with, with updates to, to NVDA since then, it's yeah, there, there is a newer version that you can that you can access, um, but a lot of it has just been that that progressive change along the way. Um, when you go to nvaccess.org and go to your account, it will give you the latest version that you can access, which may or may not be the latest version. Have a look at the date and uh, of the file, and email me if it uh, yeah if it's a if it's not. Not the latest one. Um, we put out a new version in. Just give me a moment. It was a year ago, a year or so ago. Um, and so it should be. Come here. Where are you? Basic training is dated 2021 September 2021 there okay. we go it was yeah. it was last year it had um, to be something newer because so much has been added you know since yes. that, that it would have to be so um yeah I'll do that because you know I got to keep up I got to know what I'm doing so sure uh, yeah yeah yep yep um the other point I was going to make on that uh for you and for anybody else is we do have a Switching from JAWS to NVDA guide 
which is uh, a really handy resource for people who are familiar with JAWS, particularly going, I know how to do this with JAWS. How do I do it in MBDA? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, and we, we have updated that a little bit this year. Um, and I know I updated it a fair bit last year, but I'm, I'm not as familiar with JAWS, so I rely on people like yourself who know both to uh, yeah. point out yeah. new things that we can add to that. I got to say the Braille support, I'm using a Brilliant right now, the Brilliant VIX, mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty darn good. Um, and it, it's, in fact, it, it, it was very easy. It was, I just had it on, I had JAWS on when I started the Zoom, and I said, wait, let me switch my, let me switch my screen reader, because, and it just switched right over. Yep, and it's yep. pretty good. fantastic. Yeah. Okay, that's that. Uh, that's for Mike. I got an issue with the um, uh, speech history add-on. For the last two years or so, it um, it won't enable itself after I restart NVDA. I must admit, I am aware of the add-on, and I haven't used it lately. Um, I haven't either. I'm <laughs> sure, uh, I'm happy to look into it for you um because i didn't know how to submit a bug report or anything like that but it it could be handy if you'd happen to you get an error message and miss it indeed indeed so the speech history add-on wasn't written by us it was written by james Scholes, according to the add-on site i'm just looking at um i can get you in i can either have a look at it or get you in touch with him if you uh, if you would like, could you drop me a line at info at mvaccess.org? Sure, I can do that. Excellent. And I'll, I'll follow up on that for you. All right, buddy. Thank you. Uh-huh. And another great presentation. Thanks so much for doing this, Quentin. And maybe give your contact information before we wrap up so people could contact you. Absolutely. Thank you, Larry. And thank you, everybody. Um, so the... Actually, I just wanted to touch on one more thing that uh, Myrna asked just before when she was talking about the difference between between JAWS and MVDA. Um, I know one thing that somebody pointed out or mentioned recently that we, we get commented a couple of times is uh, that JAWS will sometimes try and do what it thinks you want with skipping those blank lines, for instance, um, whereas NVDA will present what is there email contains blank lines you get blank lines um we don't try and interpret as much uh so you can take that either way that can be a good thing that can be a bad thing um i know with some people when they're testing websites to make sure that they're accessible and they do what they should that uh, they can prefer having mvda tell you what's actually there rather than try and interpret it because it means that if they need to fix something they can fix it um but Either way, that that might help if you're actually working with both screen readers. Uh, But definitely, if there's something that's annoying, like uh, constantly reading all those blank lines, then do let us know because we can try and address that. So how you can do that is uh, our email address is info at nvaccess.org, which which matches the website, www.nvaccess.org. Uh, on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn, um, we are NV Access, um, and 
you can reach us through all of those things. We have our blog um, that we put up on the website each fortnight in process. We also share that on Facebook and Twitter. And we've got a very active email user group uh, on groups.io, uh, which is nvda.groups.io. Um, so if you're wanting to join the email list, you can do that. But we also have you know, groups on Facebook if you search for NVDA um, and things like that. And if there's, there's other groups that exist that, that we're not on, then let me know and, and I'll, I'll try and have a presence. Very good. So, yeah. Thank you. Hey. Thanks, everybody. And thanks, Larry. Terrific. Thank you. It was a terrific presentation. Thanks, Quentin. Thank Outstanding you. job. Yeah, good job. Next week, uh, Ryan Jones will be with us, as you know, uh, the Sparrow and Jaws and Fusion. And um, ZoomText have a very large release coming up, and probably it will be out maybe just after he comes to talk about it a little bit. We'll find out. It does differ depending on what's going on. We're still testing Beta 3, and there's more things to test, and we'll see how much of that gets in. Uh, in any event, he'll be with us next week. We'll talk about those three uh, uh, items with regard to Vespero, and we'll have you uh, have a chance to ask questions as well. So thanks for being with us. Join us next week, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on Tech Talk.